It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat, and ladies and gentlemen, Anyone who listens to the show, whatever age, whatever you decide to root for, no matter who your team is, happy Thanksgiving. Yep, we here at Locked on Aggies are not required today to be giving you a podcast, but you know what? It's Thanksgiving, there's so much to be thankful for, and there's so much still to talk about that I felt that we could do a small episode today before I go hang out with my family, before you go hang out with your family, and we just have a nice trip down memory lane. Guys, if you're not following us on social media already, it's very simple. All you gotta do is go hit three like buttons. One, at Locked On Aggies. Two, at Aggies SI. Remember, Sports Illustrated's Aggie Maven and the Locked On Podcast Network have partnered together to give you another element towards your style of finding ag coverage. You can check that out at si.com slash college football slash T-A-M-U. You can also check it out at Aggies SI. And if you want to follow me on social media, it's really simple. I'm at Mr. Cole Thompson. I'm a Mr. I'm Cole Thompson. I'm here to answer any questions or give get any criticism you want to give me. I'm always up for it. Guys, this is Thanksgiving, and there's so much to be thankful for, not just in the college football world, but in our regular daily lives, and this is why I want to come on the show today. Not every part of this episode is going to be positive, per se. Maybe there's going to be some negatives that are brought up and why you're asking why I'm thankful for it. Well, it's led to some things that have made A&M a better team, uh, but there are also some things where you look at this you know, you look at what AM has done this past decade, and that is going to start a new series here on Locked on Aggies, where we're going to go through and break down by the numbers by the decade. Over the past 10 years, Texas AM has had multiple changes, not just to their system, not just to the renovations of Kyle Field and the front office and recruiting, but also just the team in general. Part of it's due to one of the biggest things I am thankful for with tech, covering Texas A&M, and that is the move to the Southeastern Conference. That is something that I don't think people get enough to talk about. Personally, I personally believe that moving to the SEC was the best and worst decision A&M made, and it's only bad because of today. Because everyone knows that today would be the Longhorn A&M Lone Star rivalry game. It was the game that was played every single year on Thanksgiving between the two Texas rivals to close out the season when they were in the Big 12. Well, when they moved to the SEC, that no longer was the case. And A&M is no longer looking to play Texas the same way Texas is hoping to play A&M. But at the same time, you look at what A&M has been doing and what they're hopefully going to be able to accomplish under the direction of Jimbo Fisher, it's a better move. It really is. And a lot of people are probably sitting, well, I'm old school and I really liked watching that Lone Star rivalry. And I'm like, yeah, it was good rivalry. I grew up in Texas. I may not have gone to A&M. I may not have been around A&M completely, but I grew up in Texas. And one of the biggest things you do in Texas is you watch that game on Thanksgiving. When, when the turkey is done and when, you know, the mashed potatoes are made and you have your slice of pumpkin pie, that's it. After that, you are done. And then you look towards that game. 
But Texas was winning in recruiting. And Baylor was actually beating A&M at the time in recruiting. And also, you had other schools kind of on the rise. Oklahoma was still in the division. You still had Oklahoma State, who during the middle of the 2010s was considered at one point a top four team in college football. They had Brandon Whedon and Justin Blackman. Moving to the SEC not only put Texas A&M more on the map for recruiting nationally, but they also put them in a spot where they were able to say, hey, you have to be one of the best in football to come play for us. And that helped sign a lot of good recruits. A lot of talented players came to A&M because of the system that they know and the fact that they're going to be able to play against the top team, Alabama, twice a year. Twice at home, twice away if they're there for four years. They're going to be able to travel to Jordan-Hare Stadium two times in their college career if they stay all four years. They're going to get a great education from a great university, but at the same time, they're going to be playing against the top talent and having to show off their stuff on the national stage weekly. Keep in mind, since 2010, the SEC has taken home five national titles. Started with Auburn, and you've had four from Alabama. There can be a chance, because Alabama still is in the running, and Georgia is still in the running, and also, number one LSU, who Texas A&M will play this weekend, is still in the running. They could win it six out of the last ten years as a conference. And when recruits see that, and when people see that, and they go, wow, look at this team. Look at the talent they're playing against. Look at what they've done. That is a huge plus for your program. And maybe you don't win every single game, but you're on the national spotlight, and recruits are going to see that, and they're going to go, you know what? I want to play for a system like that, and I want to be the reason that I can change that system. You can't do that in the Big 12. Big 12 is easy. Are you a Texas fan or are you an A&M fan? All right. You're going to Texas. You don't switch. Are you going to go play at OU? Baker Mayfield's there. You just watch what Kyler Murray did. You're not going to win in recruiting there. But in the SEC, you can compete. You can compete with the biggest names in college football. And because of that, I do believe that moving to the SEC was one of the best things that has ever happened to the program. And also, every A&M fan should be thankful for. You know what? Not every year has been great. Not every year has been what everyone has wanted. But you know what? At the same time, you're building for something special. And that is where I think that you can hold your head up high. There are so many other things to be thankful for this Thanksgiving holiday season. One, you know, my family, of course, uh, I have a lot of good people in my life. I now have a girlfriend who I really care about. I have friends who have been a massive part of my growth in this department and in this field. But I want to know what you're thankful for. So message me on social media sometime today at Mr. Cole Thompson and let me know what you're most thankful for, not just with Texas A&M, but just in your life in general. And there's so many other things to be thankful for with Texas A&M. And we're going to talk about one of the biggest things that you can be thankful for this holiday season in just a quick moment. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, we're talking all things Thanksgiving today, and here's something you can be thankful for. The excellent coverage found by those at LockedOnPodcast.com. 
We have college football bowl season coming up and over two dozen teams with reporters who will give you up-to-date information on where your team is heading bowling. You also have the start of the NBA season with Locked On shows such as Locked On Rockets, Locked On Lakers, and so many more including the Locked On NBA. If you like hockey, guess what? We got you covered there. And with baseball season hitting its off-season stride, all the rumors of where players are landing are going to be a massive portion. So make sure you check out all the great shows, specifically in college football and college basketball, on LockedOnPodcast.com. All right. Talking about thankfulness, let's go back to something that I'm always thankful for. When you look at the history of college football, and in the past decade, there's two moments that will always stick out when describing Texas A&M. Because they played in potentially two of the greatest games in the past decade. And the biggest thing of all, They won both. That is something to be thankful for. When there's a montage every single holiday season of the college football year, you always see it like in December, but this year is going to be different because not only are they going to do that, they're going to do a decade show. And you already know A&M is going to be on there twice. You know the first one, 2012, Brian Day Stadium, Johnny Manziel, Freshman quarterback, starting to gain some hype in the Heisman race. He comes back, and he leads A&M to the biggest win in program history, knocking down then number one Alabama, 29-24. And I know this for a fact that this is one of the biggest games that's ever talked about, not just because I cover Texas A&M, but I was a freshman in college when that game happened. And I was in the stands watching that game unfold. I got to see that happen live. That is a moment that you're never going to forget. Wherever you are, if you're an Alabama fan, you're never going to forget watching that guy just literally tear up our defense. With improvisation, that was the biggest thing. You had great pass rush coming from the Alabama players. The front seven looked great. The offensive line was pretty good. I mean, you still had guys like Jake Matthews and Luke Jokel standing in line who were fantastic college players. But it didn't matter. Alabama's front seven just was dominant. I believe in that class, every single player, except for Jesse Williams, who was the starting defensive tackle, got drafted. I think I'm pretty positive that that's how good that defense was over the span of three years. Didn't matter. Johnny Manziel was just better. And because of the way he played, and the way his skills just transformed. He got the biggest win in program history. Easily. It's still talked about. I still will never forget hearing all summer from AM fans, Hey man, 29-24. Hey man, 29-24. Hey man, 29-24. And as an Alabama person, you're like, it's a little annoying. But at the same time, you got to look at that program. And what that win did for Texas A&M. Following the win against Alabama... They would finish the year 10-2 and in regular play. Manziel would win the Heisman. And they would go on and beat Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl 41-13. to That would be the start of something positive. You look at the next year. They finished with a 8-4 and record. They then finished after the year with a 7-5 and record. The year after that, 
they would finish with another 7-5 record. And the year after that, in Kevin Sumlin's final year, um, no, they had one more. Seven, he had an 8-4 and four record. And then the next year, he finished 7-5. and five. Not the point. The point is, is that here's another thing to be positive about. Because of that win in history, they started getting recruits. And also, when they got that win, they've yet to finish a below 500 since joining the SEC. And that's something that Calder had a pie against. Everyone, including myself, thought, why move a team to the SEC when they can't contend? And they proved me wrong. Because of, I know that everyone in College Station and everyone around A&M is going to try and look at this as in a, well, we're supposed to be the next big name. And it's like, well, yeah. But you've been in the conference for eight years. And some of these teams have been in here for 40. And you're playing better football than them. You've never had a losing season. Be thankful for that. Be very thankful that you are able to be in a system where you win a lot. Also, we got to talk about the game. We have to talk about the game of the year last year. And if you are a cynic, because if you don't want to think that finishing with an 8-4 and four record last year is good, that's on you. And I can't help you there. But a 7-overtime game in what was easily... The greatest game in college football of 2018. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Because that's a game that people are going to sit back 30 years from now and talk about. Now you're looking at this game and you're looking at how everything unfolded. Started off with a Travion Williams seven-yard touchdown run. It was matched up on the next drive. Joe Burrow, 22-yard touchdown run. Jay Sternberger caught a 10-yard touchdown from Kellen Mond. And then was kicking game for a little while. Second quarter. 33-yard field goal by Small. 47-yard field goal by Tracy. Justin Jefferson, guy you're going to see on Saturday. Got a seven-yard touchdown. That was in third quarter. Then you had Travion running from one yard out. You now have the lead. 24-17. Fortunately, there was the fumble recovery that was turned 58 yards by Michael Divinity. Tie-up game. Foss Moreau comes back. You have him. Go ahead and get that 14-yard touchdown. They take the lead. And AM with just seconds left in the game. Courtney Davis, 19-yard touchdown from Kellen Mond. Ties it up. And now we're talking about history. We're talking about one of the biggest plays and one of the most stressful moments of all time. You had a 50-yard field goal by Tracy, followed up by a 23-yard field goal by Small. You had Mon rush for three yards. You had Nick Brosette rush for another three. D. Anderson would go 25 yards on a pass from Joe Burrow. They would not make. They would make the field two-point conversion. Now we have a game going on. Same thing would happen. Next play, Kendrick Rogers, 25-yard touchdown by Mon. They go for the two-point. They get it. Small makes field goal. Tracy follows it up with a 26-yarder. Torrey Carter catches a 11-yard touchdown pass on a trick play by Clyde Edwards-Hilary. They get the two-pointer. They don't get the two-pointer. So now AM has a chance to win. Rogers, overtime, once again, stepping up big. Six-yard touchdown pass by Mon. They almost have a shot to end it in fifth overtime. They don't get the two-pointer. 
One play later, 25-yard touchdown pass to Jay Sternberger. Two-pointer. It's good. Joe Burrow finally puts his team on his back. Says, I'm winning this game. Four-yard touchdown run. He then goes for the two-point completion. And they get it. Then you look one more time. Joe Burrow, 10-yard run. He does everything he can to pile his team forward. They don't get the two-pointer. 72-76. Davis, 17-yard touchdown reception. You got to go for the two-pointer. You got to go for it. Can they do it? Kendrick Rogers, two-pointer. A&M wins the game. That's a game that's never going to go away. That's a game where every A&M fan can sit. I remember when. I, I know exactly where I was standing. I know exactly who I was with. I know exactly what happened when we won that game. That's never going away. And that's a pretty, pretty, pretty special moment. I know what it's like to win a national championship in college because I got to cover it in 2016 when Alabama won it. And I got to cover, I got to be a student in 2012. You're not going to find a game outside of a national championship that would have more excitement than that game. So AM fans be thankful for the fact that two games this year, you're going to be remembered. And you still have a year to start the season off on a good note. Finish eight and four in the second year of Jimbo Fisher. And we're going to discuss a little bit about that game in just a quick. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Guys, before we get out of here, I just want to say, for me personally, from the bottom of my heart, I'm thankful for y'all. I'm very thankful for the family that I have. I'm very thankful for the life that I'm living. I'm very thankful for every opportunity I get. But part of the reason why I get to do this for a career not a side hustle job, not something that I think it's just fun to do and get some listeners. I actually get to work in this field full-time. I don't have to worry about, you know, going into meetings and then blogging for hours and then hitting up a microphone. I get to get paid and I get to be a part of a system that's amazing. And part of that is just due because of the way I connect with you guys. And so many of y'all listen and join in on the show. And so many of y'all have given me criticism. And so many of y'all have given me positive feedback. I appreciate that. I'm not sure how many people do in this department department and in this field. But I do. I always will. And it's because of fans like you that I get to sit up at night and not worry about what I have to do for work tomorrow. And then what I have to do to actually make my dream a reality. For a while, I didn't think that I was ever going to be happy doing this for a while because I always wanted to go bigger and broader. But local coverage is just as important as the national coverage. You may not get the same number of reads because of it's a different site. You may not get the same number of clicks because it's not ESPN. But the Lockdown Podcast Company has trusted me to do this job. And I've been blessed with you guys as my fan base and you as my listeners. And I can't appreciate you enough. I really can't. So from all of us here at Locked On Podcast family, and from all of us here at Locked On Aggies, specifically me, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your day with your families. Enjoy your day with everyone that's involved in your life. And be thankful for every opportunity you get.
because I know I am. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you once again for joining us on Thanksgiving. Hopefully this got you to wherever you had to go, whatever grandma's house you went to, whatever mother-in-law that you had to go get dragged to because your wife brought you along. Sorry, ladies. Just being honest. But make sure you're following us on social media at Locked on Aggies, at Aggies SI. Remember, Sports Illustrated's Aggie Maven and the Locked on Podcast Company have partnered together to give you quality content, both audio and visual. You can check out all of our great work at SI.com slash NCAA football slash TAMU and also at Aggies SI. Finally, if you want to follow me on social media, give me a quick shout out. Tell me what you're thankful for this holiday season. It's at Mr. Cole Thompson. I'm a mister. I'm Cole Thompson. That is exactly going to be the show. Tomorrow, we will break down and preview the game of the week in the SEC outside of possibly the Iron Bowl in Texas A&M against top-ranked LSU. We'll be joined by a very special guest. I don't want to give it away, but if you listen to the Locked On Podcast Network, you probably know who it is. That's going to do it today. We will see you tomorrow. And remember, happy Thanksgiving. Gigam, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.